Hello, this week I spoke to my good friend Tash. She is one of the most creative and inspirational people I know and I really enjoyed this chat. We spoke about her photography and uh, her body confidence and just some of the things she's gone through recently. Um, This episode we do also mention mental health and suicide so if that would trigger you then I would suggest not watching it. I hope you enjoy. Uh, Right. Okay, so, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell me, tell us all what you do. Oh my god, okay, I'm Tash. How, I mean, how much do you want me to cover? I can go into my full life story if you want, but you don't want that. Um, let's say the last, like, two years of your life, kind of. Oh my of. god. The worst part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I'm Tash, I'm 18, I'm a Leo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gen Z. <laughs> uh, I'm Taj. I studied film and TV for two years at college. I'm currently on a gap year. I'm waiting to go into uni in September. DMU, mm-hmm. photography and video. Um, I'm 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 working at the moment, and that's about it, really. Yeah, that's all so there is. Obviously, photography being your kind of main thing at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what what kind of inspired that? So, I've always been creative, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, well, it kind of started in um, high school, you know, when you got the opportunity to choose what subjects you wanted to take. Yeah. So, I saw media and was like, oh, well, I like watching films and stuff like that, so I'll take it. I didn't really think it would lead on to anything. I didn't think I'd actually want to study it, you know, at a higher level or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I ended up taking that. Um, so, I suppose my love for photography I've always kind of been around it because my parents have really loved photography like both of them really like it yeah. so my mum my mom sort of like does nature photography my dad's more landscape portrait stuff so I've always been around photographers I guess you could say yeah uh, but when it when it came down to me actually doing it at college um, I had a friend she was studying photography and she asked me to model for her for her work so that was kind of like my introduction in being in front of the camera instead of behind it yeah and then i really enjoyed that but then i thought mm, this is a cool aspect i want to like i want to experiment with still image instead of moving image mm-hmm. uh, so i started photographing the dance shows there the acting shows and i just literally fell in love with it it was just really really fun uh dance photography is something i still really want to get into it's yeah. so fun to take pictures of dancers i thought the dancers at the college were going to be like mean girls you know like mean yeah. girls like regina george's there's lots of the nicest people i've ever met really nice like it's just nice to work with creatives in a different sector mm. i guess you could say yeah um so yeah that's sort of how i got into photography i guess i got introduced through like modeling and then onto like actually doing it myself mm. that's kind of my like starting journey and so do you think um because first you were kind of in front of the camera how did that transition kind of go and like do you find it difficult to pick up all of the camera techniques and things like that because that's what I think is probably the most confusing part in terms of actually taking an image yeah um I mean if you compare filmography to photography it's not really that different Mm. one one minute I mean and you can have a moving image and still image whatever there's obviously still differentiations between the two of the techniques and sort of stuff like that yeah um but in terms of like photography i picked it up fairly easily um i think but that i think the knowledge of filming and like working with moving image helped me 
transpire my skills from that to still image yeah so it wasn't that it wasn't really difficult it, it depends on what you're shooting mm. obviously your camera settings are going to be different whether you're shooting at night or at day whether you're shooting someone still or if they're moving or whatever animal photography blah blah, blah. all that sort of stuff integrates into it yeah um but it was, it was kind of an easy sort of i'm still learning obviously mm. and there's still so i think a lot of people think photography is really easy god i could it's, not it's it. not it's really not it's really not especially oh, this is this is the thing photographing dancers like I, I don't think i've ever seen a dance show like not looking through a viewfinder of a camera yeah with dance shows you've got to be like always poised i exactly always through the viewfinder mm. hands always on the focus pull you're always focusing oh, oh my god they're gonna jump you know what i mean yeah that's really fun that's why i like about it because you're constantly like in it there's yeah. no sort of pause you're just in it that's why i love dance photography that's a good it's point, really actually. cool because when you said about the the dancers i did think like getting that in a still image is it's so, so difficult hard. they're yeah. not going to stop for you because yeah, obviously yeah, it's in front exactly. of a live audience mm. um so they're performing they've got a show to put on they're on like time with the music i think once if you it's good to know if you know it's good if you know the track yeah like if you can like go through the track list and like okay so this is where they might jump this is where they might do a pirouette this is where they might go on point or something mm-hmm. depending on what they're doing if they're doing ballet or lyrical or whatever um but yeah you've got to be really in the moment focused poised okay i need to get this shot yeah if you can um if you are somebody who like really likes to photograph especially like live dance shows or you know that's your job Mm. it's probably good to like um watch the like watch rehearsals and see what they do yeah so then you can like oh okay so i know she's gonna do this move they're gonna do this move yeah i'm gonna get ready for that and were you like allowed to do that with your Uh, yeah i did i did that a few i did that a few times i did that a few times um because the dance shows are always on later at night so I usually stay obviously after and kind of like watch them rehearse and then so I sort of knew what to expect mm. stuff like that um, but you've also got to watch out for like the lighting changes stuff like that and make sure oh, that you're ready literally. to change the settings the exposure whatever wow. stuff like that yeah it's a lot but it's fun I love I loved yeah, it it's so that, fun what does, that is what makes it fun um, but then also kind of moving on to your <clears throat> specific technique and your style of photos yeah I feel like a lot of what you do is very original and, and different well thank you maybe um so I'd like to think of, yeah I, think <laughs> I don't it know is. it's very cool it's I think it's really inspiring but what kind of um sort of made you separate from the crowd kind of thing do you know what I mean like I think you've always been You've always had your own style anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is what I was going to say. I think you've always known me. We've been t- together in school for years and we were, like, inseparable. Yeah. You kind of see my style change from, like, tragic to <laughs> or okay to I don't know what the heck I wear now sometimes. But I think I've, I've always been a little bit different. I've always been experimenting with sort of, like, the alternative style and just, like, music and mm. just watching, like, really into, like, the dark, macabre sort of stuff. Um I suppose that's that's obviously transpired into the photography I want to do. Yeah. And I suppose elements of that came into my film work as well. Um, I think what I... Re- I mean, it's kind of difficult to pinpoint exactly what my style of photography is because I'm still learning yeah. and I'm still trying to find myself and I still haven't really had the opportunity to work like really professionally within the sector in terms of like being able to use a photography studio and work with actual models instead mm. of just like getting my friends to pose or like self-portraiture and stuff like that Uh, I'm still really finding myself but it's definitely based on a lot of like sex positivity body positivity Mm. just expressing yourself through using your body and stuff like that uh yeah and is that um sex positivity and body positivity do you think 
the reason you photograph that kind of thing a lot is because those issues are important to you yeah majorly important like majorly i mean i i think you know i've i've suffered with like body confidence stuff and Mm -hmm. when i was in what years would i be in i don't know seven eight nine got bullied looking like a boy stuff like that i kept hearing like i'd get goth emo shouted at me Mm. what are you are you a boy or a girl because i had short hair it was just that lack of confidence yeah and I feel like, I mean, obviously, we're not that age now. We're not at school now. Thank God. But if someone said that kind of thing now, we I think most people would be in shock. Like, I would be. I think... See, it's funny, because I, I, I have actually received, like, messages from people who I used to go to school with who were, like, kind of shocked at how who I am now. Mm. Like, oh, my God, you used to be so shy. You used to be so timid. Like, look at you now. Like, yeah. I can't believe what you post on your Instagram and stuff. I kind of, like... I, I can't... It's kind of, like, maybe it's, like, one of those egotistical things. Like, yeah, I turned out, you know, I turned out like this. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, but it kind of humbles me as well, because it's it's a nice journey to see myself grow mm. as a person and as an individual and as a creative. Yeah. I've managed to gain the confidence to shoot the stuff that I do. Mm. And I think as well because you were, not even looks wise, just in terms of everything, you didn't follow the the same path as most people. You've you've always just done what you wanted to do and what made you happy. And I think that's like the kind of thing with it's like the same as having diversity that just gives you more opinions and more. That's what makes your work better than other people's because it's not a carbon like carbon, carbon copy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think that's what yeah that's what I really wanted to just prove to myself in college especially as well with some of the stuff I created and stuff I collaborated on with other people mm. just I wanted to just make it like I wanted to make it me yeah like this is what this is like you'd look at it and go yeah Tash made that mm. I think I make that clear with Definitely. my stuff I think like people look at it and go yeah that's Tash's work that's mm. that's what she does yeah that's what that's like my goal even I think even when you might be doing a shoot that's like very different from your last one i think it's still a very like that's definitely something tash did yeah it's definitely got that element about it and i also wanted to touch up uh, touch on like that growing up aspect of it as well um in terms of kind of finding yourself in your not only your body positivity your transition kind of from media to photography and also um just like how you got from everyone kind of being against whatever is different Mm -hmm. to then going into an environment and I don't know at what age that happened for you but going into an, an environment that was kind of accepting and it was good to be different everything sort of changed when I went to college Mm. so I was still I was very much like timid quiet sad little emo kid in like years seven eight nine yeah. it was like really shy really reserved mm-hmm. was embarrassed to be who i wanted to be embarrassed the music i listened to embarrassed about the films i watched yeah. embarrassed about the things i said or the way i looked and stuff mm-hmm. so like no confidence zero confidence didn't want anyone to talk to me just shell hermit yeah um i think as i got to like 10 and 11 where i obviously chose to do media um it got better I obviously got more experimental with my style and stuff like that and my work um but I, there was st- there was still that sort of like shame yeah that when I looked at other people's work compared to mine it was like why is why why do I have to be so different like why do I mm. feel like I have to be so different yeah like is, am I seeking attention do I want attention is it because like I, I've got this lack of like you know I'm surrounded by all these people that I think are so beautiful and then I'm just like oh I'm just here like oh I don't look like them mm. so maybe I'm trying to make up for that by like being weird 
Yeah, or being different. Or being different, trying to overcompensate it. Mm. And then as I got to college, I realised, no, that's just that's just me. Yeah. It's okay if other people, like, didn't like my work or didn't, you know, didn't understand it or thought I was weird, like, whatever. It's, it's what I want to do. Yeah, I don't make exactly. work for other people. I make work for me mm. and relating to the other people who feel the same way. Exactly. And we were talking before this about how sort of in high school there's quite an atmosphere of oh you're passionate about something or you're trying at something that's embarrassing it's yeah it's so clicky isn't it yeah so it's like how could you have really been allowed to be yourself and obviously you were you felt kind of wrong for breaking out and doing something that you were passionate about well, yeah, because everyone had this. Let's be honest. Everyone had the same coat. Everyone mm. had the same bag. If you if you're a girl, you had to have like stupid HD brows. Yeah. Had to have a Michael Kors bag. One of those Parker coats with a fluffy hood. Mm-hmm. You didn't have Victoria's Secret spray on you after you were at PA. Like, who oh, even were exactly. you? Right. There's all these sort of things that like these sort of like guidelines that you had to follow to be able to fit in and be accepted mm. within your peers and like looked up to by your peers. And it's just like how stupid exactly. were we yeah we, we've all done that we've all followed things i can remember when yes. i got a michael kors bag me too i got a fake one but i and i was like tried to put it i off. found mine in a charity shop <laughs> yeah. but i was like oh my god i have a michael kors bag mm. i didn't fr- i didn't like that bag yeah exactly. i didn't want it i didn't so, like it i was just but i wanted to feel more like oh i'm gonna fit in so people can make less fun of me because mm. no, i look cool now because i have a michael kors bag and now as well like for some people that is going to make them happy but for us like looking back in retrospect it's like we're not that materialistic like we don't appreciate that kind of thing no. Like, why were we getting them? No. Like, we didn't need them I at know. all. And it's so weird because, yeah, we we just would follow. And I think the most freeing thing is when we both just realise, why does that matter? Like, it's just not, that's not made it's not what It's not what you're there. It's so cliche to say, like, to talk about, when, when you've left school, it's so cliche to talk about school, like, it doesn't matter how popular are and popular are. It doesn't mm. matter how many, how many, how many friends or how little friends you have. All that matters is you going to school, you getting an education. It sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. And I wish somebody had drilled that into me earlier. Yeah. Because me I too. spent the large majority of my time at school, at secondary and high school, like worrying about the way I looked, worrying about what people mm. thought about me, worrying about if they thought I was a weirdo. Yeah. I think I missed out on so many like awesome opportunities that i could have taken and yeah, like exactly. just experiences that I, but they're all overshadowed by the people who are, like me just worrying about what people thought about me mm. it's really sad and it is hard because like you think well you know maybe we were just figuring ourselves out or like um we've got to where we are now and we we don't really care about other people's opinions and things <clears throat> yeah to an extent but i do wonder if if high school is a different atmosphere and a different experience and you're taught that you shouldn't really care about what other people think about you from the get-go do people find themselves faster do you think i think it depends on the person i think there's there's obviously there's obviously a sense of like some people are going to mature faster than others and some people mm. are going to find themselves faster than others and to be honest there's still there's some people from school that i still talk to now that i feel like haven't changed at all yeah I think it depends on the person. Like you might be, you might find yourself twenty five mm. at twenty five. You might find yourself at fifteen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It really depends on the person. Sort of like your life experiences, and and in, in the end of the day, the only person stopping you from being confident and stopping you from being true to yourself is you. Mm. So until you start, you know, start that journey yourself, 
mean do you know what i mean it's yeah. a very like spiritual sort of like oh it's my journey i'm gonna focus on being happy in myself and i don't give a shit what other people think mm. that sort of stuff i think it just depends on the person yeah that definitely makes sense because i think for me i was speaking to someone the other day about this how and i I I couldn't tell you what it is if it's because I've left school or because you know you do I think you get to a point where you realize like no one really cares that much about what I'm doing anyway so like why am I thinking about their opinions so much yeah definitely but I think finally I'm at a place where I feel like the most myself I've been Uh and I don't know if you're the same I do feel like I've reached a point where I feel like yeah this is me Mm -hmm. if I'm speaking about like my photography and sort of like my instagram and stuff whenever whenever i post there is sort there is always a little voice in the back of my mind that goes like oh why are you doing that like it's really weird like people mm. are gonna say some weird thing like people are gonna hate it because you know you know have you ever got like your statistics set up on your instagram where you can yeah. see all the statistics the amount of people that i see dm my really? pictures you can't see it now but when you did mm. i think the, the the highest one i had was like 20 20 something people wow. had like dm'd my pictures to other people mm. and there was that that voice was like but i bet the majority of them were like were horrible that was the voice but yeah but then i when never thought they about might be appreciating yeah, yeah they might be like talking about how cool it was or whatever and like oh like oh this is really cool like i wish i could do that and like that that's that's a big part of what I want is like doing what I do. Mm-hmm. I like inspiring people to do the same. Yeah, being confident and being able to like go. I will post that picture because I like it and I think I look good. Mm. And I think you definitely have inspired people to do that because I know even people that you might not directly speak to every day, but people in my life who follow you who definitely gain confidence from that and some empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to ask you about that actually. Are you? sort of surprised by the support you get from I, I, I gen- it sounds so cliche like oh my god I love the support <laughs> I genuinely because because of how I used to get treated mm. like back in school when I was like ridiculed for being who I am yeah to now being like it being celebrated and people li- genuinely messaging me going like you've actually helped me like your mm. stuff is really cool i really appreciate it yeah. I, I sometimes i find it hard to believe yeah it's like oh my god I, all i've literally done is just like taken a picture and posted it and people are like oh my god i love this like thank you mm. it's like what it's really cool and it, it was quite young as well um when you did start to kind of take pictures of yourself or have kind of pictures taken and in that aspect of like people being supportive do you think at the start you had some people who were kind of maybe sort of i don't know maybe like rigid and not very yeah. open-minded <laughs> about the ideas. Yeah, 100%. Because I think when you did start to come into yourself more on Instagram and maybe show more of yourself, there were definitely big conversations about it. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Definitely. Especially when um, when you were still in sixth form, I can mm. remember speaking to um, speaking to someone about it and he, and he was like, oh, do you know how many people mentioned you yesterday? Yeah, like back in like the canteen, like it's cr- they, they I started speaking it was... to you. They spoke. They were just speaking about you, like your pictures on Instagram. Like everyone's going crazy about them. I'm like, what? Literally, I remember. Go. I actually really vividly remember walking into the sixth form center, sitting at my table, and there was like maybe like ten people in that kind of area, and everyone was just having a massive discussion on That's it. That's so weird. It's, it was crazy, especially because like knowing you, it's yeah. like, I know exactly like that you love that kind of picture and it is an amazing style of picture. But like the fact that people are so shocked about it, I was like, wow, this is really like 
this is big news apparently around here. <laughs> yeah, when when my friend told me about that and somebody else told me about that, I, at first I was like, oh my god, that's so weird. Mm. And like, like I said, the little voice again in the back of my hand came on, like, oh, they were like making they're making fun of you, like they were ridiculing you, like you think you're somebody, like do you know mm. what I mean? But then I was like, okay, maybe people were actually like talking about it because they liked it and they thought it was really cool or whatever. Yeah. I think I can remember I, I posted something actually way back when I was in school and somebody said to me like oh why did you post that like you're not Kylie Jenner really yeah oh, and I think um that kind of stuff kind of always stuck with me and what I want to like the message that I want to message that I want to put out is like you don't have to be somebody like you don't have yeah. to be like a celebrity or somebody with like a large following to like mm. do what you want yeah do you know what i mean like you don't 100%. have to be an influencer or have loads of money or be a celebrity exactly to like post what you want or to like do the things that you want to do mm. why should why like, exactly like, i do this and not like do you know, i'm not an influencer i don't you know i don't make profit from this i think you know i think what it is i think sometimes some people are really embarrassed about being passionate about something and they don't they don't want to like they don't want to speak about it they don't want to talk about it they don't Mm. want to tell other people about it because they're embarrassed of what other people are going to say yeah it is such a weird mentality that we've had for so long but i have to say i'm very i'm almost jealous that you kind of sparked that discussion like you weren't even there you weren't even at sixth form and that is really weird started that discussion it's really it's really cool though i actually mm. like it's I really, really cool. respect that i think it's so cool i think that's what i want to do see secretly i do like causing a little bit of controversy yeah but it was it's the rock star mentality in me yeah i like causing that a little bit of like oh my god like that's i, I kind of love that i, I do i and will admit i don't even think like I didn't hear, I don't think, any negative things about it. I think people were, like, envious that you had the confidence to do that. Every, like, all of my friends that I've spoke to about it since, or about anything you post, we're always envious about that confidence. That's so cool. I love that, though, because it's just, like, that's... I don't want people... I guess I don't want people to feel envious, but I want people to talk about it because I want it to inspire them to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, if I open my feed and, like, I saw millions of, like, loads of girls doing the same thing, loads of boys doing the same, I'd be like, yes, this is what I want. I want to see this. Like, I want to see confidence. I want to see people love themselves. I want to see the people go, yeah, I I think I look really good in this picture. I've posted Mm. it. I love it. And I've definitely seen it, even if... um, they're not as comfortable sharing as much as themselves i've definitely seen your posts make people even post a selfie even though they would have never posted anything before 100 percent. i think the important thing to mention that I, I want to mention i think i should mention is body positive body, posi- body positivity isn't exclusively about how much skin you're willing to show mm. or like you know me i'll post you know i'm very yeah. confident in that and i like that i like that sort of aspect of photography i like using my body yeah um but empowerment can be anything. Empowerment can be like, oh, I, I wore this shirt today that I didn't think I'd be confident enough to wear. Like, mm. oh, I went out and wore makeup. Yeah. I went out and wore red lipstick. I did something different with my hair. Empowerment is literally anything that makes you happy. Exactly. It's not about the amount of skin you show or how mm-hmm. much you talk about sex or whatever or, like, how open you are yeah. about certain subjects. It's literally about doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And just, like, being proud to be out there. Yeah, exactly. Being proud about it. That's what empowerment is, 100%. So for yourself, obviously, that empowerment has come in the form of showing your body and, you know, being proud of that and, like, using that as art. Yeah. Um, What kind of gave you the confidence with that? Was it just, I love this style of art, so I need to become confident? Or 
did you become confident and that's what inspired the photography around it? So that's a difficult one because I still sometimes wonder like where the heck that confidence came from. Yeah. Like when I thought, you know what, I'm going to take some kit off today and take pictures in my underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's difficult. I think definitely back when I said uh, when I was in college and I uh, modelled for that girl, mm-hmm. um, she was she was big in helping me gain confidence in that sort of aspect. Yeah. I think, to be honest, I really do think I took it upon myself mm-hmm. to do that. When I was like, you know what? I spent so many years literally hating the way I look. Yeah. Never thinking I look remotely attractive. So I'm going to push myself out the confident, like out my comfort zone and do something different. Mm. And I did it and fell in love with it. And now that's what I'm about. Just yeah. like my empowerment is using my body as an art, mm. as an art form and expressing it and, you know, taking pictures of the shapes and stuff like that and the curves it can make that's really important to me but that that's my empowerment definitely yeah. and then sort of the last area i wanted to touch on with this kind of subject in the photography is how your college reacted to it and because obviously <laughs> this, always like makes the, me, this always makes me this always makes me laugh i could never like take this seriously because it always makes me laugh um they didn't react there was, it was a very mixed reaction to it um there was a few talks there was a few like hey we're gonna sit you down and just talk to you about this like oh, okay. mm-hmm. um it always seemed very like it's really cool that you're experimenting tash yeah but please can you not kind of don't really do it here but it's kind right. of like okay but literally your your slogan is literally about like encouraging students to embark mm. on their journey and be passionate about that yeah. you're telling me that i can't go on this journey because you don't like it or you don't agree with it yeah do you know what i mean it was a lot of that and, and don't get me wrong i had like you said i had loads of people who were really supportive mm-hmm. really like happy to see that like see me coming out of my shell and all that but then some people it was more like the higher uppers like the sort of like people who probably have to deal with yeah. outsiders who look into the college and stuff like who were kind of like yeah don't can you not don't mm. do that so much and it's kind of like okay why it's because you don't like it you don't agree with it just admit it yeah but i'm a big believer of if you don't like something don't fucking watch it don't look at it exactly and it's it's sort of like in all of these years of school we've never i've never once been told by a teacher or anyone of influence no we should all be happy with our bodies so even when you're getting to a, a further education level and you've made yourself put yourself out there and you've you know you've done that all yourself and mm-hmm. then they're still trying to sort of comment on it and and maybe seem like it's not wrong and it made me angry more than anything like it was it wasn't something that like it made me to be honest it made me want to do it more yeah it made me want to like walk through the halls naked mm-hmm. and go okay my body clearly offends you yeah because that's what that's what it came across to me like it came across to like they found mm-hmm. these pictures offensive they found my body offensive um that's why they had a that's why they had a problem i mean i got banned from the photography studio oh wow (laughs) they banned me completely they're like you can't go in there unless you're with somebody and like somebody that we've like authorized to be in there with you like you so you you can't really use it and i'm like okay so you're stunting my creativity awesome cool nice love that um (laughs) i feel like the only difficult part with it is before you turned 18 yeah yeah this say see this is an argument that i've had before and stuff like that um i can i think now that i'm older mm-hmm. um i look back when i was i mean i was 16 and i think i was being one of those reckless rebellious teenagers at the time yeah and sometimes i wonder actually holy shit yeah you were 16 tash like that's quite mm. young i think it's a hard mix of like obviously photos like that need to be like seen by only 
the right people so in terms of i think it depends on the context in my in my opinion nothing that what nothing of anything that i've done has, has been created remotely with the intent of it being sexual yeah remotely with the intent of it being used to like pornographic purposes yeah to be perfectly honest mm. if you want to look at my instagram and jack off that's you whatever yeah. i don't i don't care but that's you but that's not the sole message of it mm-hmm. i think the important thing the important aspect that i want people to remember is a body is not inherently sexual being yeah. naked is not inherently sexual it's a body mm. we've all got it we've all got the same things under our clothes yeah. it's not about sex it's about nature and your body and i think what i do in porn is very different i mean I've, some people have labeled my stuff as porn whatever they can do that mm. I, I don't care I, I i really don't it doesn't bother me because it doesn't i don't i don't make i don't create stuff for them yeah i don't do create you know stuff like that that's actually a really good point because like what you've done is consensual you've put that out there yourself as art it's the most and empowering I'm, thing that i think i've done like exactly. just feeling like yeah just feeling powerful enough to be able to do that and say like this is my body it's not to be taken you know take it how you want but my body is not a sex object i'm not yeah. just a sex object yeah i'm actually kind of like like um i don't know what you'd call it like i actually feel a bit like why did my brain automatically go to obviously they're gonna view it in my head i saw people in high positions at college men yeah and then i thought sexually objectifying you and like i'm actually quite like annoyed at myself that that's where i went yeah so yeah a lot of the people who had problems with me were actually women really yeah the, the, I suppose there's an argument like, oh yeah, why would a man argue about that? Mm. But a lot, but a lot of the, the a lot of the guys that I spoke to were like, I like what you do because you're just you know you're just expressing yourself and no, it's not pornographic. It's literally just a body. It, it, that's what it is. It's a body. Mm. You're looking at the context of these things. A lot of the, the but a lot of the higher upper women I spoke to were like, it, it was titillation. You're just exploiting yourself. Blah blah blah. And I sometimes feel like, eh, maybe it's just because you don't have the confidence to do that and you don't feel confident enough to do that. Yeah, and I you're not comfortable looking at it because you could never do it. Do you mm. know what I mean? I almost feel bad as well because I feel like I mean I don't know how old these women were. But I definitely think, like, older generations struggle. I don't know about more, but in de- in very different ways than our generation with, like, the body image. Because I think it's harder for us in terms of the amount of social media. But I just don't think it was even talked about for some generations. No. And that... I mean, once upon a time, it was like, you were a whore if you showed your ankle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine you doing this, like, that's, like, the height of being seductive. Like, showing your ankle or, like, some cleavage. You're decollete. That was, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a harlow. And then now, you've compared to today, today's standards of, you know, what is sexual and what's not. Mm. I mean, you only have to look at today's artists. Like, the biggest controversy I've um, read recently was the, was it Grammys performance of uh cardi b and megan stallion I a lot of people heard about it a lot of, okay so a lot of people were uh claiming that it was um borderline pornographic um i watched the performance at the end of the day um who whose kids watch the grammys the, arg- mm. the argument was like oh i can't let my kids watch these because like it's bordering on porn who, whose kids listen to cardi b and megan the stallion they're all listening to baby shark and whatever yeah do you know what i mean like yeah stop making artists responsible for raising your children it's the yeah. same with me. I am not responsible if your child stumbles across my Instagram. Mm. I'm not responsible for that. At the end of the day, again, like I said, what I do isn't sexual and what I do isn't porn. It's a body. 
and it's stylized yeah. start it's been stylized in a way that i like yeah. i'm not responsible if somebody if, if somebody stumbles across that and is offended by that mm. that's your problem for being for being offended by a, something natural as the human body yeah and if parents take that in a way they could very like i think showing a child your instagram could be a, a positive influence in a way you know when I was a kid, I obviously, like, I think for both of us when we were kids, we never really saw anything like that. We saw any women take control of their own body and, and have confidence and... I watched a lot of actually, art. like, um, a lot of music, I, when I was younger, I watched a lot of music videos and I always, I was always like, oh, I really want to be like these women in these music videos, like these really yeah. cool, powerful women who are like, they look amazing, they've got these amazing outfits on, their hair looks amazing, they're really confident. Mm. They're like they've got all the boys whatever like yeah that, that was kind of that was like inspiring to me at the time yeah and it's not like and as a kid seeing that it hasn't like it hasn't like molded my mind in the way where i'm like exactly oh i need to have sex like yeah. i'm this like sex obsessed crazed i'll get my tits out whenever sort of person it, it, yeah. had, it, 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 it had a positive influence on me exactly it's like your photography's not saying to children do this now at this age like that's not yeah it's the message behind that and inspiring them for what they could be you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely um but anyway i'll uh, i'll move on um i wanted to talk a bit about so you post um a post i think a couple of weeks ago about body image mm-hmm. and um some of your insecurities and just kind of coming to terms with them yeah and showing all the things that you view as imperfections yeah what inspired that and what kind of uh, led you to kind of think about it and spark another discussion about that kind of thing. Yeah, so those, yeah, I, I know which picture you're on about. That's the last post on my Instagram. It was so like, I sort of just woke up one morning and was like, I want to take these pictures. So I did like close ups of like my eczema, my acne, st- obviously pictures about my makeup on and stuff like that. I think it's because recently, obviously during lockdown, we haven't been going anywhere and stuff like that. I haven't been wearing makeup and I've been seeing myself without or like my fancy outfits or whatever or like my makeup or doing my hair mm. I've been seeing me for me mm. and it's been kind of I guess in a way difficult because obviously a lot of my other photos if I do self-portraiture I'm always made up yeah. like the photos are always retouched I always edit slightly um, I want to point out I don't like manipulate my face completely mm. you know what I mean I think that's important I, I, I don't agree with like completely changing someone's face during editing mm. retouching's cool everyone retouches obviously it's, yeah. it's the way to get the best quality out of the image but um i think if you're edi- editing your body or face to look better and kind of manipulating it it's fine if you say that that you've done that like saying that that is your body and you know this is you just as you are and that's perfect like their body without that can be perfect so mm-hmm. i think as long as it's you know spoken about but yeah, I, I Which the sad thing agree. is a lot of people don't do that. They'll mm. claim that that's what they look like. It's like, it, you know, we don't need to put the message out there that everyone needs to touch up their body to, no. to look beautiful. Because it's not. But yeah, I think it's a complicated subject. But anyway, that post. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also got a lot of good... Yeah, the comments on that were insane like people i didn't even know were commenting on it and just mm. like i got messages and i was like holy shit this is really cool this is exactly like i said this is exactly what i want to do i want people to start feeling confident and stuff like that mm. it was it was like the rawest images i've ever taken they weren't edited they weren't retouched it was straight from the camera natural lighting everything was just in full view even even just my eczema my spots my stretch marks 
I, I put a long list. <laughs> but yeah, they were all the things. The, the, the message of the, the message of the post was: these were all the things that I don't see mm. on my timeline, and that I don't because the girls that I sometimes I do I sometimes compare myself to other people. Yeah, and go like, oh, I does. really wish I could look like that. Like I really wish I had her lips. I really wish I had her waist. Mm. I really wish like my butt was bigger or whatever. I really wish my arms were more toned or whatever like that. And I was looking through my Instagram and I was like, none of these girls have what I have. Mm. They don't have eczema. I can't see it. They don't have spots. They don't have small lips or tiny eyes or whatever. And I just wanted to just showcase myself as, okay, this is me. This is fine. Mm -hmm. You don't need to compare yourself to other people. I'm still learning about that journey myself. And that's okay too. Yeah. And by putting it on your feed and all of your followers' feeds, then you are kind of, you're also making that change in like, you know, not everyone has to post their um, what they aren't keen on about themselves or what they're self-conscious about. No. But the fact that you have has inspired so many people and uh, has made it just onto people's feeds, I guess. And it's, um, not, it's not just about like, oh, I want people to be confident enough to like, oh, post a picture of themselves. And it's not about that. It's it's, mm. a, it's more about like, I want people to be more accepting of themselves. Because in that way, you're not just confident in yourself, but you're confident around other people. Yeah. You're confident enough to like speak to new people and take on new opportunities mm. and stuff like that. Like, don't compare. Like, so it's, it's sometimes I compare myself to like, oh, I wish, I kind of wish I I did go to uni sooner. Or like this, like I can't drive yet, but my friend can. Mm. I don't want people to compare themselves. Like everyone's at different levels, and that's fine. That's yeah, okay. Like it doesn't exactly. matter. Mm. It's fine. Everyone's got a different journey. Mm. And even with the like getting confident with yourself and your body, that's I think um, if someone can internalize that, it's, it's going to help because I think if someone can internalize that and especially at influential age ages like i'm assuming most of your followers are around our age or like yeah definitely I, I don't have any i don't think i have anybody under the age of 16 follow follows me i think one right. of them are like teens adults and so most people who follow you are probably sexually active and i think body confidence is a huge part of that because i know i've known a lot of mainly women who are scared of that uh, of sex and intimacy because of the body confidence yeah 100 so i definitely think your post may have helped in that way as well actually i want to touch on that because i think um a lot of a lot of guys a lot of men have issues with being intimate because they're mm. scared that they won't perform or they won't last as long as people expect them to or they don't have yeah. the ideal size or like you know how their body looks when they're naked or mm. how they even like in the in the actual a lot of people actually like in the act of sex uh they don't feel confident about how they look yeah see, no one's gonna look like a supermodel having sex no exactly <laughs> no one's gonna not, look like that I, I, to be honest really. I think I'd have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like if we're honest it's not pretty <laughs> it's really not I mean you're like you're smushing together yeah you're in crazy positions one of everyone's probably got hot. a double chin everyone's yeah I know I do mm. and they're like <laughs> <laughs> literally you're so, bouncing up and down the exactly. bed's creaking the neighbours can probably hear. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what I mean? Exactly. And like, that's when you get all up in your head about it, when you're not completely confident. And it's always going to be scary, I think, being oh, that yeah, intimate 100%. and vulnerable with someone. But we can I definitely I think the issue is that a lot of people have learnt sex through porn. Yes. See, I don't have any... And, oh, this one's a di- this one's a difficult subject because I'm not going to go into it completely, but I do, I do want to touch on it because I, I do have opinions on it. Mm. Um... See, porn is a 
porn is a fantasy right yeah. it that's all it is it's a fantasy it's it's to appeal to somebody's desires fantasy it's not a mm. reflection of true life yeah. but people get that mixed up people mm. think that porn is what it should be like like yeah. i should i should last like this in porn like i should be able to make her orgasm like this mm. and there are issues in porn but that oh 100% yeah i don't think the like reality thing is uh, that's not something because of porn that's because of education yeah not speaking about what sex actually is you know i can't really remember much of what we learned in sex ed i really can't i, I don't remember they two don't, classes they can't even they both crap yeah they never taught they never even taught us how to put a condom on no i i remember um building up for weeks the teacher was like we're gonna next lesson we're gonna we're gonna finally put a condom on, on a banana and then we had an assembly instead and, and this assembly was probably the i can't even remember it was that you know yeah not important so like I now don't know how to put on contraception. My- well, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, then. I'll let him do it. <laughs> I don't care. No, yeah. I mean, not right now, currently this second, but now is in then. I should have said then. I then didn't know. Yeah. Um, so I think that is, like, you can't blame the porn industry for, you know, making it, making people think that's what sex is like when actually that's not their responsibility it's not no it's not porn responsibility see the issue is um in, uh, the, the way that we get taught sex ed is ridiculous because sex isn't purely for the procreation of life sex you know, is to be I enjoyed as I well we never, never get taught that we until... never well we never get taught about like oh it feels really good like yeah. this is what feels good like orgasms are cool mm. like you can masturbate we never get taught about anything like that exactly i don't think i knew sex was not for giving like having babies maybe until year 10 right yeah and I, but this is what people the, but then people turn to porn that's when they think that yeah. that's how sex should be exactly and if we told if we just taught younger kids at, at the age that they sh- you know they should be taught that mm. sex is also sex yeah you can have you can have babies obviously we need to tell them about the you know the issues with sex like mm. d- uh, stds and pre- unwanted pregnancy and stuff yeah. like that we also need to teach them that sex is fun and you shouldn't you shouldn't feel ashamed to want to have sex mm. and that you shouldn't feel ashamed to like have a high sex drive you shouldn't feel ashamed to masturbate especially yeah. with like females there's a lot of this it's still really taboo to for females to like say that they masturbate yeah it's exactly. like what it's vibrators are cool man (laughs) and it's so rarely talked about i think it's a lot more talked about now but still not there's still a like you say a taboo on it 100 percent. and i thinking about like the sex education and stuff first of all it's very heteronormative very Mm -hmm. like sex comes in so many shapes and sizes and forms i think sex is very like a, i think now especially sex isn't just like penetrative sex mm. sex could be like foreplay for you sex could be like yeah. all sex it could be mutual masturbation like it, it yeah, could be definitely. anything and another uh, the, thing the, you know what really bothers me the word virgin should be abolished yeah the word virgin should not exist nobody's a virgin you just haven't had sex yeah it's i know that that word i mean i don't probably not so much for me for a lot of my friends because they're labelled as that or because they have been labelled as that make mm-hmm. the first time is so much more scary because they're pressured they, they feel like they ha- they have to do it yeah exactly they don't want to, they don't they're not there to enjoy it they're there to like okay i'm not a virgin anymore that makes mm. me cool i've yeah. had it that's cool whatever 
exactly it should be you should enjoy it it's mm. an experience to like enjoy 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 with the person that you're with whether or not it's a hookup safe hookup i hope use mm. protection guys always no. use protection always. always use protection or whether it's with someone you really love it should be special every time yeah you should take the time to make sure that everyone you know everyone involves comfortable mm. and that you've got everything you need and that you feel safe and that you feel relaxed and you're there to enjoy it yeah and on the um whole like you know it should be enjoyed i also remember in year i want to say eight or nine we had a sex education class and it was like you know when they give you a box to put questions in and oh yeah <laughs> well, i didn't really care for the box so i just put my hand up and i went does it feel good yeah because yeah. i was like i don't actually understand yeah. what the point of sex is uh-huh, right now uh-huh, like, yeah I no, we never got to stop. We never got told about that. I never got yeah. told about orgasms. Like I've seen in films that they're having sex, but they're not. They don't want a baby. So what? I don't yeah, why are they having sex? Yeah, um, yeah. And everyone laughed, which didn't bother me that much. But it's just one of those things, like because it's so like not normal to speak about things like that. Everyone laughed as kids do. Um, and my teacher was so awkward. She was like, "Ah, oh, well, I suppose maybe it can." Why? Yeah, but like looking back now why is it so difficult to speak about I you know what okay I can understand how some people can feel a little bit like a little bit sort of uncomfortable speaking about it maybe they Mm. just don't want to maybe again which is fine but then don't teach a sex ed class oh 100% yes 100% See, I think I should I'd be a good sex ed teacher Mm, I'd be a a fab one because like I think um, a lot of parents can probably get quite protective over that area as well yeah but see i was never i was never really taught about it by my parents they kind of let me figure it out on my own mm. and I, Which I guess i don't know if that maybe that i don't think that helped mm. <laughs> especially when you're not getting it from home or school no it's kind of like right so i've really got to just again like, it's that thing where like you go on your own journey about it and then you end up finding porn and go like oh my dick should be 10 inches long mm. Like, this is how she should perform, this is how I should perform, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's when people stumble across porn and use it as a way to educate themselves, when porn should just be viewed as, oh, it's a fantasy. That's literally all it is. It's just a fantasy. Mm. And it is kind of weird, like, how you say, like, you were just kind of thrown into the the pond, like, go figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. Because kids, especially in high school, are so curious about all of that stuff. So, like just not speaking about it is so odd and it's i like if you really look back at some of like even if you just think about like high school parties and things like that like it all just kind of makes sense if you look at the education behind it like consent i've never once been taught about consent in school that's insane i know i that's disgusting that's weird isn't it that's creepy i don't like that yeah and i i hate that Mm yeah i don't like that that's weird i think the whole the whole sort of education system in terms of teaching sex should just be thoroughly reviewed yeah and they should really just be looked at and go like okay this is what we need to teach them we need to teach them that it's not shameful to want to Mm. have sex it's not shameful to want to have sex purely for the joy of it yeah you need to teach them the risks yeah you need to teach them about sex to some people might isn't just penetrative sex it could mm. be other things as well you don't have to have penetrative sex to have sex exactly virgin is just a social construct social construct it yeah. doesn't matter if you're 25 and you still haven't had sex whatever who cares and it needs to be constant as well because i like for me if they'd have taught me at the start of 
I don't know, let's say the start of year 11, I, like, that I might have not been sexually active then, mm-hmm. so, like, that's not going to apply to me then, I don't, I'm not going to have a clue what they're on about, like. I was a little ho during that year. <laughs> 10 or 11, yeah. House parties, whoop. Oh, I've got wrist ache. I've got wrist ache during those years. Oh, no. <laughs> of course, of course. But, like, it needs to be so constant because my first time wasn't even until... My first time wasn't until I was in sixth form uh-huh. um, with penetrative sex. Yes. And I'm fine with that. I didn't care either way. Like, I was just going to do it when I wanted to and when I was happy to. But I didn't have sex ed since year 10 so it's like why wasn't like it needs to be our whole year thing like it needs to you've got to have at least like a good few classes a year on that 100% it should just be integrated into well science biology isn't it simple biology yeah and it's I in everything like I took psychology and media in both of them sex is such a huge thing Mm, mm mm-hmm so I don't know it's just very weird that's we went on such a that was not written down at all like I did not plan to talk about sex I'm glad we did I'm a very sex positive person I'm very like yeah we love sex (laughs) yeah the last thing I was going to touch on is the mental health side of it all yeah which is something you spoke about on your social medias Mm -hmm. um, and had to kind of deal with especially would you say like the last year yeah, lockdown changed, like, lockdown, just, mm. yeah. So what was your kind of journey with that? I think, um, it, it, at first it was the initial shock of change. Mm-hmm. So I went from, like, 100 to zero in the matter of quite literally a day. Yeah. Um, at college, I was I was also working as well. So if I wasn't at work, I was at college. If I wasn't at college, I was at work. Mm. I didn't complain about this ever. I loved it. I loved being busy and having a schedule and being just constantly on the go all the time. Yeah. From going from that to going from sitting at home being told that I can't see my friends being told that I can't travel outside of my town being told that I basically can't leave my house mm. it was like oh yeah it was a big it was a bit it was like somebody turned off a light bulb and like, I was mm. in the dark that's when it was really bad I got suicidal I attempted suicide okay. I got together a load of paracetamol put it in my drawer and was like I'm gonna do it one day um, I'm I'm still not quite sure what stopped me, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I don't know what stopped me. Obviously, I'm glad I didn't do it. Uh, but um, yeah, I I yeah, I didn't want to be here at all. Wow. I, I lost, lost I lost the will to live. I lost purpose. I lost the drive. Just getting up in the morning was like, what the heck am I doing this for? To do nothing. Mm. Why am I getting up this morning? I have nothing to do. I have no one to see. Yeah. Why do I bother? Yeah. It was that it was that sort of like mentality that was like, well, if I'm not if I'm not doing anything, what's my use here? Mm. Might as well just not be here anymore. That was the mentality behind it. Yeah, it's awful as well because like the lockdowns obviously affected so many people like that as well. And mm-hmm. um are you getting help and like Oh some, yeah, I've some been stuff you need now. Yeah. So I've been on medication on and off. I'm not on medication at the moment, but um it's not sort of like the suicide stuff that I deal with at the moment. It's more anxiety and overthinking. Mm-hmm. I think lot. It sounds really weird, but lockdowns made me an incredibly sensitive person. Yeah, I've, I, it's lockdowns made me an incredibly like emotional person. Mm. Very emotional, very sensitive. Like, 
the smallest things can make me like trigger me into crying yeah but that that doesn't even have to be like oh i feel sadness it's because like oh i'm having a really good time i'm gonna cry yeah like that sort of stuff right mm. it's really changed me um but anxiety and overthinking is really bad at the moment I, yeah, I think I've definitely found the overthinking thing. Do you think it's because we just have so much time to think in our own heads? It's the uncertainty, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I think that's, that's what it is for me. It's like the uncertainty of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm seeing this person today that I want, that, you know, I've, I've missed and I'm glad I'm seeing them. But like, would mm. I actually be able to see them next week? Yeah. Because next week might be another lockdown. Like, yeah. there might be another outbreak. Mm. Zombies might come to rise. I don't know. That sort of shit. It was yeah. just like the uncertainty of the unknown. And... Do you think for you, you ever worried about um, sort of losing the confidence you might have had and like things, so for for me, I gained a lot of confidence in terms of going out and like um, just being away and doing things out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So for you, did you feel like you were going to lose any of that? You know what? No. It's really it's it's really weird, right? Because um, I've quit smoking now, but I was a big smoker mm. um, during college, and I thought that my my addiction for cigarettes was just going to skyrocket during lockdown. I thought I was going to be on like twenty packs a day. Mm. It got less and less, and actually during lockdown, I think I, in a strange way, I think I got more confident, and I I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why because, like I said, I was dealing with suicidal thoughts. I didn't mm. want to be here. I think, but I kind of like overmasked that by throwing myself creatively into creating stuff and being just inspiring myself by things and just you know taking pictures and stuff like that and that helped my confidence a lot like being able to like know that I am capable of overcoming these feelings that was Mm. a big confidence boost and so when you were kind of were you over the worst of it when you were kind of sharing on Instagram things that were happening in your like daily lives or how you felt it helped. I don't do that anymore because it didn't. It ended up not helping. Yeah. Uh, I just found that it just wasn't for, like sharing stuff like that. Just wasn't. It, I didn't feel like it was helping me anymore, so I stopped it. Mm. Um, at the time, it was helping. I still struggle. I will admit, but it's more anxiety. It's more overthinking. Like I said, um, if I do get down, I sort of, I do sort of like pick myself up again. But um, I think the trouble is with mental health. You're always to, to some extent. You're always going to struggle with it. Yeah. It's never. It's never something that's just going to go away. Like you'll always struggle. There'll always be some sort of doubt in your mind. Whether that or that transpires itself to the point where it affects you, mm. I don't know. But um, I feel like I. I don't know. This is just my opinion on it. Some someone who's someone else who's suffered with depression and anxiety might be completely fine now. I don't know. Mm. But I think in some way, and for a lot of people once you start suffering with it it's kind of always there yeah and was this your like kind of first experience with it yeah because i've never ever this Mm. was the thing this is why it was so weird i've never ever suffered mentally like yes i was like i said when i mentioned at the start of bullied and stuff like that but it never like got me to the point where i feel felt like i needed to like end things Mm. college was really cool because i I was really happy in college because i was obviously doing something that i love and i was surrounded by people that i love uh so but so yeah i've never struggled mentally and then yeah so all of a sudden it kind of like yeah it isn't awful someone turned that light switch off and it was yeah it wasn't good Mm. and my comical romance on repeat yeah (laughs) well we've all been there (laughs) no but i think it it is hard with mental health because like 
you could just go your whole life without it. Like, if this lockdown hadn't happened, or, like, this whole pandemic hadn't happened, you might have gone through your whole life without it. And, mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that it's kind of triggered things now, it's like, now you are always going to have that in the back of your mind, even if... I think for the, for pre-existing sufferers and mental health and new sufferers of it, especially during this this sort of what's been happening through the last year I think a lot of people have felt inv- very invalidated mm-hmm. because they sort of felt like okay well everybody's in this position so what I'm feeling is like you know I, I, yeah. won't, I won't speak about it and I I was like that for a while I was like well mm. everybody's feeling like this so just leave it Tash don't even bother saying anything mm-hmm. just leave it and obviously that's when it started getting worse and worse and I was just like okay well I don't want to be here anymore and that's when I told somebody about it because yeah. I was like, okay, maybe not everybody's feeling like this. Mm. And I'm glad you had the courage to tell someone and to. It's so difficult because it, it's like it makes oh, it's so nauseating to tell somebody that you like you don't want to be here anymore because mm. it sounds so dramatic when you say it. Yeah, and there's been a lot of stigma as well. Yeah, that kind especially of thing. yeah, definitely around suicide and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's quite it's a it's a triggering topic. But as well, what you were saying about how um, everyone just kind of doesn't feel justified to say anything when... Yeah, I felt very invalidated. I think a lot of people have, and I think that's why a lot of people have struggled speaking to, like, reaching out and speaking about the problems because they feel like everybody else is in this situation. Like, the whole of the UK is in lockdown, so why should I... Like, why am I any different? Yeah. Why should I reach out and stuff like that? Mm. When, actually, just because... I've spoken to people who've absolutely, who absolutely love lockdown. Yeah. I love love not going to work. I've loved not doing anything. I've loved it. I mean, I wish I was, I wish I was like that. Mm. But, um, but even when, like, even if most people are feeling, uh, negatively about it and are being affected, just because, like, the majority of people are feeling something doesn't mean it's how we should be feeling and how Mm -hmm. we should accept it. Yeah, definitely. We don't accept it to be the norm. I mean, everyone's different and everyone deals with emotions differently. Mm. Um, I, obviously I dealt with it quite badly um, I still sometimes think about it it's still like something that I mean I think this is really this is a small point but something that I'm struggling with struggling with at the moment I uh, wake up really early I wake up about like I don't know five six and I struggle to like go back to sleep because all of a sudden my mind just rushes and I think about loads of stuff and I have to like go on my phone and try and take my mind off it yeah there's no such thing as lions anymore for me because I'm mm. just awake and I'm just like my mind's going 100 miles an hour overthinking anxiety yeah when am I going to see this person oh I really miss this person oh what if I don't what if something happens and I don't get into uni mm. oh no like I don't know oh that sort of stuff yeah that's what I'm struggling really that's what I'm struggling with at the moment I think it's important to speak about how Definitely. you feel yeah just because it might inspire somebody to speak about their troubles and know, and like realize that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, exactly. Like Jesse J song. Yeah, it is. Uh, like. I'm actually not sure, but I will put some kind of helpline or some kind of website that you can go to in the uh, podcast notes, just in case. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyone uh, needs to visit there. Um, it's right actually visiting the NHS website it's got a few good links yeah I'll, I'll, NHS uh, slash mental health I think uh, it's got some good links to it okay I'll um I'll have a little look at everything and, and put it in there but um, thanks for speaking about it and it's everything okay. today I've <laughs> it's really important. enjoyed it actually I think it's been a really really good episode I, I feel like maybe went off on tangent but you know I me think that's the best maybe I can actually reintroduce myself I'm Tash I like photography and sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly just in I'm case I'm proud as you that. should be as, as you should yeah, be as, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway it's been really good and thank you I really enjoyed it 
and really cool. I'll end it here because I always feel awkward ending them. So. Oh, okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks again to Tash for speaking to me. I'll put her Instagram in the notes so that you can go and check out the work she does. Her photography is amazing, so please go look at it. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it's at Pending the Podcast. Thanks.